When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Trevor Woods here with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. I was at... The College Football Hall of Fame ceremonies last week, and one of Michigan's own was inducted. A long time coming, in my opinion, but I'm glad the day came. Mark Messner, who is still the leader in sacks for a career at Michigan with 36 and tackles for loss at 70, a man who played with current head coach Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, a man who beat Ohio State three of his four years as a Wolverine. How are we doing today, Mark? Well, I couldn't say much better because, uh, you know, living in Florida, it's kind of like paradise. So um, it's all good here. It's definitely been paradise for you lately. Take us through the induction experience last week. There was a press conference in the morning. There was a cocktail reception. There was a dinner in which you received your Hall of Fame ring, which Archie Manning told you gentlemen all to get up and all set a creed how was that night how was that day well i tell you i have a whole new respect for people like beyonce when they when they say they've got a full agenda there's a full agenda uh you wake up in the morning you got to be at the press conference at 10 a.m and that lasts a good hour and a half maybe two and from there you have your own little media person that's got the the secret service mic in their ear escorting you from media room to media room and i gotta tell you we were full and people wanted to talk to us and and when i put myself in a room with people that intimidate the heck out of me because these are big name athletes and uh they wanted to talk to little old me i was shocked but uh the full day never had a hardly a, a breath uh 
to go change because we had to leave from suits to tuxedos. So they gave us an hour to go change. And then, you know, you start right back up into the green room and, and uh, the, the big uh, uh, auction and, and cocktail meet and greet. So it, it was it was definitely an incredible pre, um, pre-banquet hall day, let me tell you. Yeah, and I, I was so lucky and fortunate to be part of it. i got to thank the National Football Foundation for inviting me out. And communications point man, Phil Marwell. So thank you, Phil. I'm sure you'll be listening to this. So, Mark, I did get a chance to talk to you and your family at the reception. And one thing you told me was that morning, that hour and a half press conference, every player or coach ended up getting around roughly a, a couple minutes to speak, a couple questions asked to them. And one of yours, and the questions were so good, and I told you this, the questions were so good that they seemed almost scripted because the answers were so good along with them. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you the second question that you got that day. And it was pick one, and you ended up saying both, but he he said to you, pick one, what means more to you? Being Big Ten Defensive Lineman of the Year and – winning the conference twice or being Ohio State three of your four years at Michigan? Oh, that's an impossible answer because they're both indescribably important and meaningful to me. Um, you know, as an individual contributor, um, to, to have the award of the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year was, was unbelievable for one. Um, but as a team, that's what meant, meant, always meant the most to me because the individual is, is um, something that any team can work around, but you can't work around a team. And, and the, the team, uh, having a team that wins um, two Big Ten championships and beats Ohio State three, you know, three times out of four, the only loss being at home when they fired Earl Bruce, and that team came together to rally around their, their uh, newly uh, terminated coach and, and – uh, you know, I, I just respect that. So, you know, those th- that question was one that I meant when I said I got to say both because I can't pick one or the other. They're um, they're equally important and equally um, uh, meaningful to me. Michigan, the past couple of seasons, there's been some good interior linemen, some good pass rushers in general, and of course, Michigan won the Joe Moore Award last season, which goes to Michigan's best goes the best offensive line in the nation, and they're a finalist this year along with Georgia. So back to you, though, and how important is it to be going against that type of competition day in, day out to, you know, the cliche iron sharpens iron, but uh, how much of a difference does that make mentally and physically? Well, you know, for me, as a freshman, uh, I got Jumbo Elliott across from me every day in practice, a, a college Hall of Famer. Um, so when I'm playing against Jumbo Elliott five days a week in practice, Saturdays were easy in comparison. So that sets you up for success by itself. Um, as a freshman, you're not on a scouting report. They have no idea what they're going to get. All they did know was on the other defensive tackle side was All-American Mike Hammerstein. And they had all their guns pointed at stopping that All-American. And they didn't think twice about the uh, wide-eyed freshman that they know nothing about at the other tackle 
because of who was around me and what I went against every day in practice prepared me for a quick and early and successful start, which is an unbelievable thing when you're talking about an impressionable freshman um, to believe that you can actually compete at that level at an early ta- at an early stage in your career. And that's really what ended up happening. Let's talk about some of your greatest Saturdays, Mark. What would you, besides the Ohio State victories, which were so important, what were a couple of your other biggest Saturdays, biggest wins? Well, I, I got to tell you that um, I, maybe it's just because of the motor that I was blessed with, but uh, my, my personal best games were our rivalry games. And I don't know whether it's focus, preparation, um, intensity level, or what. But uh, you know, Ohio State. Yes, I had some of my best, my best statistical games and um, emotional games against Ohio State. But being from Michigan, born and raised, uh, you know, if, if we lost to Michigan State, I lived that 365 days. You lose to Ohio State the one time we did. It was a it was a week long bitter pill, but it, it went away. When you lose in state. It, it stays because your friends, your neighbors, your, your high school buddies, um, they remind you. So uh, I, I often had my, my personal best games against Michigan State. And again, going against uh, phenomenal talent like Tony Mandarich, the, the beast of human beings uh, uh, from a physical standpoint, and Lorenzo White, uh, another Hall of Famer uh, running back. So, you know, I had great, great games against Michigan State and just like uh, with Ohio State, went three or four against uh, that rival. And, and, of course, there's Notre Dame um, right up there. Uh, but like Ohio State, you, you, you don't prevail in that one. It stings for a week, but you're past it. Yeah, I really wish Notre Dame, they don't play for another decade. But, uh, yeah, that. what do you think about that? Do you wish they still played Notre Dame? You know, I do. but And I think, uh, you know, you, you got to spread the love. Um, that's a great organization and, and it's hard enough to get through, uh, the big 10 East, uh, when you're not, when you don't have a team like, uh, Notre Dame to start off your season. Uh, so you know, I, I, I do miss it, especially the mere fact that the way we played them the last time and dismantled them in our house, uh, they gotta, they gotta live with that for, you know, 13 years. Yeah. That was a memorable one, a rainy night in Ann Arbor. That was an absolute butt kicking that defied probability that so many points could be scored on a wet surface. But Mark, back to the current Michigan team, you've been around them at least a couple times this season that I know of. And why I know that is you were on a jumbotron being celebrated for heading to the hall of fame. There was the campus salute you had during the Michigan State night game in which Michigan won 29-7, and you were also at their Big Ten championship victory a couple weeks back over Purdue and Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. What were those nights like for you, and uh, what's it like been, being around the current Big Ten championships? Well, it's, the amazing thing is the, uh, the camaraderie and the fans that um, are around that. I, I was absolutely humbled and and um so very blessed at how it felt to be acknowledged at the michigan state game for the tribute because there's one thing when you're on the field and you you do a a nice play a sack or something like that and the crowd goes nuts because you're out there with you know 10 of your teammates and it, it doesn't feel like it's you but that tribute when the crowd went absolutely nuts during the um 
during the uh, highlight film and the roar of that crowd knowing that was for me. And I'm standing there with my wife and my, my, my daughters. Um, it, it was an emotional thing to really feel that those are, those are the Michigan fans, uh, you know, showing their, their love and appreciation for a player like me. And that was, that was unbelievable. My knees got weak for that. And uh, that was incredible. Uh, and then turning around and going out into uh, Indianapolis and having, you know, 60,000 Michigan fans do the same thing um, was, was astonishing to me, astonishing to me, especially considering, you know, I've got LeVar Arrington out there with me. I've got Mike Doss from Ohio State out there with me and, and Mo Gardner out there with me from Illinois. And to hear the roar of the Michigan people um, was just overwhelming. It was very loud, the roar. I was in the press box, some thick glass separating me from the crowd, but I could still hear the roar. And uh, one thing you didn't mention, Mark, is uh, you handled a football that day, and most of the people listening to this saw that. But hey, uh, there's a secret that the fans don't know, that the ball had a gold slippery surface. So you want to walk us through that? Well, let's just say... That I'm glad it was a real football and not a glass anything, <laughs> but it's, it's a real football that they put a, a um, like a, a foil, a gold foil over so that it, it, it looks like a gold football, a golden football with your name on it, uh, you know, in College Football Hall of Fame 2022. Um, but that was surprisingly slippery, and I didn't hold it by the by the strings like you normally would throw it. I grabbed it by the end to raise it up to all the Michigan fans. And when I did, and squeezing it, it just went boop and popped right out of my hand like I squeezing a grape, and it went flying, and I could not believe that happened. And I so wanted to jump on it like a defensive tackle. But I figured, now I'd end up hurting myself and embarrassing myself even more than I just did. But you recover the fumble, you maintain possession, and that's all that matters. But, <laughs> Mark couple questions about the current Michigan team, and here's one in particular for you. I got a couple, and the first being a couple times this year, Jim Harbaugh said that quarterback J.J. McCarthy, this is his first year as a starter. He's 19 years old. He's now 12-0 and as a starter. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, definitely a guy who's smiling rah-rah all the time, high energy. Jim Harbaugh calls him a like a kid in the candy store, but he also said that he reminds him of a young Jimmy Harbaugh. So as somebody who played with Jim Harbaugh and as somebody who's seen McCarthy play now in person, and I know you watch some games there in Florida on the television, do you find that to be accurate a bit? Absolutely, because Jim was somebody that you didn't know what he was going to do when pressure came. And usually it starts with a gasp. You're like, oh, oh no, because he's turning and flipping around and changing direction. And you don't know what's going to happen next. It's not a predictable individual. But when you have the skill set that J.J. does, um, you can recover from that. You can outrun people with that and, and put yourself in a position of rather than taking a sack or taking a loss, you can turn that scary moment into an exciting one. And that's what Jim did as a player. And that is what J.J. is doing as well. That's why they seem very similar in, in some of that. Now, do you remember the week that Jim made the guarantee to beat Ohio State and all that? And 
what what was it like in the team when he did that in the locker room? Did they think, man, this guy is crazy, or man, that's awesome? Uh, I know Bo told him, well, you better do it. <laughs> so, what was that like leading up to it, and how cool was it, and how many passing backs did you give give Jim? And I know it was a big day from Jamie Morris that day, but uh, uh, just give 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 us the rundown. Let's just say that that game has enough pressure and and intense scrutiny um, than any game that you're ever going to play in in your career, whether you're playing in the NFL or in college. But um, when when Jim did that and it came out, Bo was so angry that we gave Ohio State ammunition, momentum, um, something to grab a hold of to use as an accelerant to the flame. And Bo was so angry in the team meeting that, that Jim did that. And Jim sat there calm as a clam and just said, Bo, we got this. But Bo was frothing, saying, you sons of guns better perform because that could be the ticket. You know, <laughs> And we didn't want Bo to, to um, have to deal with that because that was a team thing that we had to now stand behind. And that was what was cool about it is Jim made good with it. Bo in that locker room in uh, after that game, when we sang the victors, it was unlike any time we sang the victors in the locker room um, after a victory because it was in their house after Jim had guaranteed it, and now that was the birth to the Rose Bowl. And quite frankly, we should never have lost the first two games that we did that year. To, you know, Mike Gillette never misses a 40-yarder. He does, and we, don't, we never lose when we're up 16 points with four minutes to go, and we did. Then you run the, the gamut. We should have been national champions. That's how that's how confident um, at times we were when we sing those victors after Ohio State victories. And moving back to the current Michigan team, what do you think of their offensive line and the schematics you've seen from it this year? Well, you know, when you have a line like Michigan does right now, it, it really, really puts – the opposing team on their heels because they can't focus on one aspect of the game. They have to have a balanced game plan because if you focus like Ohio state did on stopping the run early and you, you zing them over their heads. Now they're playing catch up and that's a real hard thing to do when you're playing a team that's balanced. So they tried to stop the run. We went over their heads. They now start trying to, cover and we start running through them now you're really pickled so and momentum is is almost unstoppable um when it gets rolling and that's that's the thing about games and set there is no third half you have a first half and a second half and our dominance in the second half is because we adjust the uh, the other opposing teams try to adjust and we we execute and by the time the second half's over so is the game Last one for you, Mark. Now, in 1989, you were drafted. You played a season with the Rams. Unfortunately, there was an injury that ended your career. However, in all the years since, you've really put together an impressive career in the business world. I know you work for Eastman Kodak, and you're a vice president at Konica Minolta right now. Just how rewarding has your career been since your play days have been over? It's a lot less painful. I'll tell you that. It's a lot less painful. Uh, Sunday mornings um, don't hurt as bad. (laughs) But, um, you know, my days at Michigan and 
I should say, my days with football, not just Michigan, but with the Rams as well. Uh, when you can take what made you an excellent football player um, or athlete in general, when you can direct the discipline, um, maintain your, your sense of composure on highs and lows with uh, victories and losses, and you can translate what you did in football into the business world, you literally have a hard time failing. It's when you, you can't make that transition and bring those attributes from football or from athletics in general to your your next life or your, your corporate life. Um, that's that's when you struggle. And, and when you can make that translation happen and, and pull all of those things across, it's real analogous. It really does um, set up well for success. And that that's what I experienced. I was able to do that, take all the things that, that helped me um, succeed in football, use those same things, attributes, motivation, drive, dedication, uh, work ethic, all those things set you up perfectly. And, and I've been uh, reaping the rewards of that um, since uh, 1991 when my NFL career ended. Well, it's nice to see you reaping rewards then and reaping rewards last week in Vegas, now a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. Mark Messner, thank you so much for coming on today, and it was a pleasure meeting you last week, and uh, we'll connect down the line. Thank you, sir. Trevor, it's been my pleasure. This Take is, care and go blue, buddy. <laughs> thanks, buddy. And this has been Trevor Woods with SB Nation's Maize and Brew. You can follow me on Twitter, at Woods Football, and I'll talk to you soon, folks.